and you're very, very welcome to the first ever Diddy Rugby podcast. I'm Johnny Hammond and alongside is the founder and ex-England international, Vicky McQueen. Great to be here. How are you, Vix? Are you uh, are you all well? I'm brilliant, thank you. All the best for talking to you, Johnny, and being on the first ever Diddy Rugby pod. Exciting. Yeah, where are the excitement levels, and um, why are we coming to uh, to the Diddy Rugby family from 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 this format? It's just it's been in the in the oh, ideas bank in my brain for a long, long time now, and I just think it's a great way for us to really communicate the relationships we have within the Diddy Rugby family, the the concept of, you know, enabling children to become physically active and, you know, really enjoy the values of rugby. Um, so just to spread it out there really far and wide and to really engage all our, our customers, our members, you know, and potentially, you know, people that really want to get involved and jump on board the, the Diddy train, really. Yeah, absolutely. You know, from from my point of view, when you when you asked me to to be involved, obviously we've we've, we've spoken over the last few years and whatever, having you know, worked together at Sky Sports uh, m- many moons ago. Actually, when you said, "Yeah, why do we do this podcast?" immediately my mind was like, "Well, yeah, of course," because there must be so everybody's got a story to tell, but there must be so many stories within the the Diddy Rugby family, and we find ourselves in a in a very unsettling world, don't we, at the moment? And actually. You know, as as Winnie Houston famously said once, yeah, the children are our future, uh, and looking after them and their well-being, you know, Diddy Rugby and, and programs like this are at the very, very forefront of doing it. So, um, no, delighted to uh, to be in the side cart alongside you. You're very welcome, Johnny. We should really start with 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 you. We should start with the the lady whose uh, whose mind has come up with this um, this organisation that is that is helping so many people, whether that be uh, adults or, 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 or specifically children. Where did your love of sort of team sports and, and, and rugby come from, Vix? I think um, probably um, really deep rooted in my history of um, just getting the opportunity to play every sport under the sun. Um, I had an incredibly supportive mum and dad who took me to everything. So from, you know, the age of... I think it was five or six. I was, you know, quite early for for those days because I'm quite old, obviously. Now, um, I was swimming, so I was sort of swimming at the Neaton Swimming Club from the age of five. Um, she tried gymnastics with me, dance. That certainly didn't suit me. Um, and we, <laughs> we tried lots of different activities, but swimming really stuck. Um, and I spent a lot of time in a swimming pool. My mum spent a lot of time on her laptop. Probably wasn't a laptop then, actually. It was probably a briefcase with paper in it. She was on the side doing it, doing all her work, and I was training religiously. Um, but I think I found that swimming was a little bit too individual for me. I, I was reasonably successful. I I got to sort of midland standard for breaststroke and just missed, missed out on a national qualifying time. So I was I was reasonably good. My height was probably a bit against me. But I think I just didn't find that the the camaraderie and the team and you know that sort of side of it. It was a little bit too individual. So. By the time I got to high school, I found basketball and that was my um, my thing. And I just thought, wow, this is a proper team. You know, we're all doing little parts to this massive operation and, we, and we've got a great team around us. And I loved basketball. It was it was indoors, actually, and warm. I don't know why I changed to rugby, but, but basketball was great. And I think that's where the team, team thing came in. So the commitment and the hard work training-wise was, was swimming, but then the, the basketball was the team. When I got the opportunity to play rugby, I never looked back. So that was just all of it combined. So what, what attracted you to, to rugby? Just take us through the few early experiences within the game that um, yeah, has fairly pretty much shaped your life ever since. Yeah, well, just just really positive experiences. I was so lucky um, to have access to, to rugby 
um, you know, back in the mid nineties, um, 94, 95 was when I first started playing. So I was 14. That's given away my age now, hasn't it? Oh, well. Um, so yeah, I had a great experience. I had, um, my high school started a girls team, which was unheard of at the time, uh, Redmore, where I actually went back and taught 20 years later. Um, but that was a great opportunity to pick up a ball and run with it and really, you know, unlike basketball and you know, football, you got to dribble. You got if you pick up a ball in rugby and you ran and no one stopped you, scored a try. That was like it was brilliant. I just loved the feeling, the teamwork, the camaraderie. So I started, you know, that early age, and, and very soon after that, off the back of that, started Hinkley Rugby Club um, and also um, John Cleveland College, so my next school. So it was all rugby, rugby, and JCC was a massive rugby school. You know, the likes of yeah. Dean Richards, Graham Roundtree, Sam Vesti. Yeah, the list goes on, loads and loads of, of, of names coming out of, out of uh, JCC. So it was always going to be a rugby school. And one of my first PE teachers, Paul Walsh, um, who actually mentored me a bit through my level four rugby, so has been you know, ever-present. He was the director of rugby for Hinkley for a while. Um, he sort of said to my parents at a parents' evening, she's going to play, I can't do his accent because it's Geordie, um, she's going to play for England, you know. And my mum was like, what? Yeah, right. Um, so that was nice, a little prediction from him. But he, you know, his passion for rugby, you know, really had an influence on me. My first rugby coach at Hinkley Rugby Club, John Tilly uh, and Mark Granville, two, the pair of them, they were a comedy pair. Um, and they started off the women's team and, and they had a massive impact on, on me and, and just loving life. I remember it being a great time, being 15, 16, 17 in that rugby family. It was amazing. So you, you spoke about the prediction there of playing for, playing for England. Just... Just give us a, a an overview of, of of that time in your life when you you know, had the ultimate honour of, of representing your country at a, at a sport that quite clear at that point you you absolutely loved. Yeah, it was just fantastic, and I, I think to actually finally achieve that that shirt and and run on that pitch, you know, in two thousand and four with my family and friends all behind me, um, you know, finally getting on that English shirt, yeah, you know, it gives me goosebumps to this day because it was such a journey for me. Um, you know, I first got my first England taste at 18 for England students. So that took me another six years, which is um, quite unheard of, I think, <laughs> to actually get my first cap. So I think um, I certainly took, you know, a lot of knockbacks and I believe that that's really helped me, you know, shape my future and what I'm doing now, the resilience that that gave me, the bounce back ability, I like to call it, um, about coming back from, from setbacks. So, you know, I was dropped a few times. I was, you know, in and out of the squad. I was on the bench a lot. I was a, I was a tourist. I was a good tourist because I went to New Zealand and Canada and South Africa before I got capped because I was a great, great versatile player. Um, so I had uh, numerous positions I played as well. So until I really sort of honed down the fullback position, you know, I had a lot of England A caps. And, uh, but so it was even more special. It just made it sweeter to actually get that first cap, I think. Just briefly, that that moment of running out for the first time for your for your country was there. Did you get presented a, a, a rose, a, a, an actual cap? How, how how does it go down, or how, how did it go down? So back back then, and um, there was uh, obviously it's not the media exposure and the uh, you know the the phenomenal you know England women's rugby train the red roses that it is now. But I really do feel that we sort of started that path off, and there's a lot of the tradition still there that that you know now that there was back then. So we did get presented with our first cap. We got a rose, um, and we actually got a physical cap as well on on that day. Um, mine was against Canada. Um, it was at the Richmond's rugby ground, so um, we weren't filling stadiums back then. We, you know, we had a few hundred there, but um, certainly not to, to the level that it is now. But it didn't matter because it was, it was everything. It was everything I'd worked for. It was, it was why I was 
out running on Christmas Day because I've always run on Christmas Day and I still do to this day because I always thought I've got to be doing extra. I've got to be getting myself in the top shape. I've got to be doing everything I can to get in that England shirt. So to actually run out that day, I actually saw my dad. I clocked my dad when I was singing the National Anthem as well. And that almost broke me. But yeah, just I think it just... It, it makes you, you'd be able to give back to all those people that supported you on the way. Um, it, you know, it, it fills yourself with, you know, with pride, but it's pride for everybody and everything. And everything, everyone's given up for you to get you to that point. Oh, that's lovely. Absolutely lovely. What, 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 what a gorgeous answer. And uh, yes. Oh, that's made me quite emotional, Vix. Um, if, no. if, yeah, no, I'm very, very emotional, man. Don't worry about that. Um, if we can fast forward, because because your life has twists and turns and, and, and loads and loads of stuff, and we could, you know, we, there could be an entire podcast on Vicky McQueen. Can there? Let's 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 be honest. You're a teacher, and you've got this idea about. Do you know what? I need to deliver the the, the sport that I love, but actually, more importantly, exercise. I know that the, the benefits of of that that exercise are mental and physical i've got this idea take us through the the, the that spring that, that that came up that light bulb moment in your head yeah i think um i do sort of remember it well actually um so i was a teacher i was a pe teacher so i was a head of pe in a, in a school um always felt a little bit bit trapped by the system i wanted to do things i was so you know creative in terms of wanting to do new things for the kids and it's a bit limiting in a school because there's so many people that need to tell you you can do that and you can't do that and you can do this and so i think that kind of limited me a little bit and i had a little bit of a well i need to be having more of an impact than just on one school in one area so the fact that i had that teacher head on me once i became a mum and that was a really really special and quite positive yeah, obviously it's a great moment, but in terms of realising how precious children are, how we shape them, how we mould them to be the, the people they can be in the future, um, that certainly had a huge um, play in it as well. But also, I actually had um, quite a, a bad infection in my leg. I had a, quite a, a life-threatening infection um, in 2013. Um, I did a wolf run, actually, which um, this isn't just in the wolf run. It was nothing to do with that. But I did get a puncture wound on my leg. Um jumping a hay bale and I ended up in intensive care sort of in a nutshell for a couple of weeks and I think that fight and that um you know knowing that I had to be okay for my kids and get back from my husband and just being okay just made me realize how precious life is uh, and that if I've only got one shot at it I need to do something really really special with it so I, it just gave me the moment that kind of light bulb moment after that was like do you know what I'm a mum I'm a PE teacher I've got two gorgeous young little boys you know what can we do about this so I started researching early years you know looking at a bit more in depth I've done a lot with them um, primary school work in my career anyway um, and I realized that you know it's really essential that you know these children are influenced very early on and that they really do have that positive role model that positive impact of their own family so Diddy Rugby was was about an education almost for the kids but also for the parents like how can we best fulfill our children's potential what can we do with them how can we make them enjoy physical activity and and be passionate about it um so it was all kind of combination of those hats really that made me me come up with the idea and do you remember your your first session i do actually really well it makes me smile um yeah it actually 
hit home it really did that day because there'd been um, a lot of talk about what we're going to do and you know we were so far behind where we are now in terms of there wasn't a brand you know there wasn't a there wasn't loads of kit there wasn't you know millions of people talking about it but what it was was me and one of my coaches Ben Avent who was there for me from the start he was, he was an amazing coach um he, me and him in a room with eight kids in front of us just going wow this is it now let's do it you know and we were just so excited to, to be there and actually you know put this machine into progress and those kids were just so enthusiastic and smiling and that's that's what it was all about so yeah we're in the old clubhouse at Hinkley Rugby Club that was my first ever digging rugby session eight kids um, and two coaches and, and that's where it started. Wow and where are you now Vix? Four and a half thousand ish a week wow. go through rugby so yeah it's weird to say that actually out loud that's like really special. You should say it out loud to yourself more. That's unbelievable. From from eight yeah. children to four and a half a week, that is incredible. Across what sort of geography are we talking about? So across the UK, um, we have touched on um, Italy. We did actually start a project in Italy um, about five months ago, but obviously Corona, um, we weren't going to mention that word really, has hit and, <laughs> um, and it's been tough for them out there. <laughs> So we are we're in the, the early stages of get, getting on board in Italy, but we're in England and Wales at the moment, and we have a large geographical spread. I'm certainly learning about geography. I wasn't ever very strong at geography, but I now know where everywhere is. Uh, we've got 28 areas in, in total so far um, with the Diddy Rugby. Wow, that's incredible, and not not just incredible for for, for the kids, but also an opportunity for people who are you know in similar kind of positions to yourself. You know. I understand just how important the, the, the kids are and if I can affect that. Um, yeah, there's opportunities for, for, for adults out there as well, whether those be parents or, or, or not to get involved. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's where I feel. I feel really privileged and I feel that, you know, I've got a real um, responsibility to to share what, I, what I've done over the last sort of four or five years because... I've built this, you know, machine, if you like, um, we call it the Diddy Rugby Train and, and it's the Diddy family. And I really feel that there's a real um, presence now of, of us and how we can affect and change not only the children's lives, but the adults as well. So it's the, about re-educating parents, but also people that have come on board as franchisees. You know, they've all got a real story about how they wanted to make a change in their life and they wanted to do something a little bit different. And for me to be able to facilitate that and help them build a business around something that they're really passionate about, that's that's like music to my ears that's that makes me feel successful that if i can help and support other people to do make the changes that i made my goodness you're not just helping all these thousands of children but adults as well I mean, it's some sort of fairy godmother you are vicky <laughs> well, I, do, I, I just love to see everything because you know if you can do one thing why don't you do the other so yeah we're looking at kids and we're trying to help them get physically active but why not get their parents involved as well let's get the steps up of the parents in the sessions let's educate them about how to play with their children put their phones away for five minutes and you know really engage with their kids and, and make an impact so yeah it's just it just means a lot to me it really does and it, and if somebody was uh, were listening to this podcast for the first time and said, "Well, no, I'm not quite sure what this this Diddy Rugby thing is is all about," in a in a sentence or two, um, what would you, as a parent, you and your child, get from coming along to a Diddy Rugby session? One or two sentences. Okay, this is this is struggling. I'm struggling with this, Johnny. Yeah, so have you not noticed? I've said just, just, just briefly, just briefly on every question. <laughs> no, I, don't, 
Don't get me wrong. You know, we can sum it up in, in a bit of a nutshell. Um, you know, as a parent, to bring your children along to study rugby, you know, we create fun sessions. We create your children to experience how to be more confident um, in themselves and their surroundings. And also, we get them physically active. So, you know, it, through a fun way, you know, we don't want kids, you know, when I was a high school teacher, I experienced kids coming to me at 11, you know, and, and not all PE, and they'd be switched off straight away because they're like, well, it's PE. You know what? Well, I don't enjoy PE. What I want to do and what we do at Diddy Rugby is create a fun environment where they don't even know they're exercising. You know, they are just having a great time, having a ball. And parents that think they don't like doing active, uh, activity and exercise, at the end of the session, they're like, oh, yeah, I've just done 50,000 steps. I, you know, oh, I've done some exercise today. I've had a good time. And that, for me, is a win-win. That was more than two sentences. Sorry, Johnny. Oh, it's bang on. Absolutely bang on. And just, I mean, look, we we, we, we said we, we probably wouldn't uh, veer down that way, but um, obviously, yeah, we, we find ourselves in this in this sort of COVID mist and, and, and bubble that um, we are all in. But Diddy Rubby's carrying on. Obviously, we're sort of in these lockdowns, you use carried on sort of using Zoom, whatever. But when you've been back front and centre, those have been obviously, you know, obviously analysed and sort of um, done your... Um, health and safety and all the rest of it and it's all safe fun environment still yeah absolutely i mean that's that's the utmost for us was that you know always the safety of children is our utmost priority and power is paramount but obviously in covid times we are honestly like we have to just make sure everything is crossed and everything is ticked and we do make sure that so every session that your child you know is involved in it it, it means it's safe it's clean it's everything we can do to keep us COVID secure, as they say, in, in a professional way. Hi, I'm Emily Scarrett, and you're listening to the Diddy Rugby Pod. Well, from uh, one England star to another, what a, a privilege that we uh, have on our first podcast, the, uh, the current England captain, Centurion, World Cup winner, multiple grandstand winner, as well let's get sarah hunter on the pod we couldn't start anywhere else could we but uh, the very very top of the tree current red roses captain a lady who is a shining beacon on and off the field letters after the name as well now haven't you uh, sarah hunter um england captain uh, loughborough lightning player coach all-round good egg grand slam winner world cup winner a very very good morning to you sarah hunter Good morning, Johnny. What a, what a welcome, what an introduction. Very honoured. I mean, I, I probably specifically had some specific caps and all the rest of it, but um, up up my sleeve. But uh, I, I, some people just don't need an introduction. So, um, yeah, I'm not quite sure I went, went with an introduction. But, yeah, Sarah Hunter is here. And, Sarah, you, you're an ambassador for, for, for Diddy Rugby uh, and been involved for, for, for quite some time alongside Vix. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember um, going into to Vicky's school um, way back when, when when she was still a teacher. She hadn't given up that job and um, was talking about this project and where she wanted to go with, with starting Diddy Rugby and just what it meant to her to sort of start to, to introduce all the fundamentals of sport and to, to young children um, and how much it could sort of enrich their lives. And I remember thinking, that, do you know what, that that's such a great idea and I... I don't not that I ever doubted um Vicky and where it would go, but do you know what to see where it's gone? It is just incredible and actually 
what it's doing for for those young young children is is brilliant. I remember that uh, time center at school. It was really nice to hear you. It came across slightly wrong that that Vix was still at school and you were old enough to go and visit her at school. But that's that's not quite the age difference, is it? Um, but we but we know what you mean. Look, let's let's touch on Diddy Rabbit a little bit later. But first, I just wanted to go just to go way back and just just touch on on your journey for those that that don't know Sunter. How how important was was sport for you in growing up in, in, in your household when, when you were a, a, a wee burn? Yeah, it was huge. You know, um, if you look back and I think about me growing up as a child, I think sport defined who I was and what I did. I, I had an older brother, so I think from age I remember, like we were running around, playing in the street, kicking a ball around, passing a ball, whatever it, whatever it was, we were but sort of uber competitive with one another. And I always remember since primary school that whatever sport it was, I wanted to try and be involved in, um, whether that be football, netball, athletics, like just really enjoyed it and enjoyed that camaraderie with with your teammates, with other young children, with your friends. Um, it was just something, something to do. Um, and I think it, it's obviously been a huge, huge part of my life. And I feel like, if I hadn't had that opportunity as a as a young person, then like I wouldn't be playing for England and living the dream right now. Where would you be, Santa, with, with without sport and that you clearly have? I mean, I've often d- described you in commentary as a as, a, as the glue. You you understand team dynamics far better than um, I would say to the ninety nine percent of people who, who who play the game. Where do you think you you'd you'd be without that? Do you know what, Johnny? I've got no idea. Like it's been such a huge part of my life. I feel like I'd be I'd be lost without it. Um, it's kind of, since obviously I started playing rugby at nine years old, it's been such a huge part of me and where I've gone and the decisions I've, I've made in terms of like after school clubs I've gone to, um, friends I've made, um, university choices I've made, career choices beyond, before obviously we had the opportunity to, to be professional rugby players. It's, it's always been a part of me and like I I just don't know like what life would have looked like if I if I hadn't had sport in my life. You you say you started started at nine into rugby, um and obviously it's it's well it's, it's, uh, us three all will probably agree that it's the greatest team sport on the planet by a country mile. Where did that, that drive to to be involved in a in a team was it a realization quite early on in your in your sporting career? Was it something that that came through the family that that actually this is something that I have to be a part of? I've always like like I said like I've got an older brother. We live next door to two other two other boys, bit of a tomboy probably, and we'd be out kicking a ball around in the street. We play cricket in the street, like getting told off all all the time. But I think for me it was even before I started playing rugby, I, I played netball, so I was part of team sports, and it was that social interaction that camaraderie that fun more than anything as a child like you want to do something because you enjoy doing it and I think um it all sort of stemmed from there so when at nine I got thrown into rugby it had all those elements of that the team aspect playing with your mates having fun but with something that I actually this new strange sport that I actually sort of fell in love with from from the moment I from the moment I played it and I think I just carried on from there like there was 
there's no real history of rugby within my family. Like my dad did a bit of it at school or whatever, but not like at a local club or there's not a history of, of that. So it was kind of something because of the nature of, I think my, the first rugby coach I had, the way he interacted, the session that he did, like you think back to sort of the Diddy rugby sessions and the interactions those coaches have with the children to, to make them enjoy it, to make them interact with one another to make them want to come back week after week, I think for me, that was such a huge part of why I've probably stayed playing rugby after that that very first session. Relationships between the coaches and the children and the coaches and the player, I think from my point of view in playing history, um, it was always about the coach and, and how much they could you know, relate to you and what they could give you as a coach. Do you, do you think that's really, really important then, what you're saying? Yeah, definitely. I think especially from... Um, early ages you know and I guess um, probably within rugby especially probably for, for girls like who may not have like played it before or come to it I think that that's probably a really important interaction I think especially um, your first interaction you have with a coach like and then how you build those those relationships I think for me it's such an important thing like you turn up to a rugby session first time round if you don't enjoy it or you don't have a positive experience you're probably unlikely to, to go back. And I feel very lucky that I I had all of that, which made me want to want to go back and keep going back. And I probably feel very fortunate that I've had good coaches um, and had good relationships with them as I've 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 gone through my, my career. Where did you two first lock horns, cross paths in the uh, in the white shirt, the red rose? I was trying to think about this since before we've come on. I'm not, I think 2004, would that be about right? Yeah, probably. When was your uh, first cap? Mine wasn't until 2007, but you were, you were already big time by then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're already, you were already, you're already playing. But um, it might well have been at Litchfield as well. Yes. Um, because we both played at, at Litchfield, so... Yeah, Litchfield, and I think that, yeah, I was certainly in the squads um, when you... I remember your first cap, so I was trying to think what year it was. So, yeah, I'd been... My cap was two, first cap was 2004, so I suppose that that three years we'd have been around each other. You'd been England A, uh, et cetera, wouldn't you? So, yeah. yeah, I certainly remember the smile very early on and the hard-hitting smile. That's what I remember. <laughs> Training sessions. Oh, yeah, and underneath that unbelievable smile, which we've all come to know and absolutely love and is fairly constant, there is a steel behind the eyes, as we know, that I wouldn't want to cross her. What were, what were your first impressions, sense of, uh, of Vicky? I uh, just, I think as a sort of a, a new person into the squad, like you say, you, you see the senior players and and you, you kind of look up to them and you're a bit daunted by it. But I just remember Maka being like this really friendly like chatty person that like you wouldn't think anything else like who actually made you feel really welcome and included you and just try and probably make you feel at ease and um yeah no it was uh it's it's always nice when someone someone sort of like puts an arm around you and and, and welcomes you you into to that and I think that's probably stuck with me as we've gone through you see new players come in the door um and you know how they feel and you just remember players that have made you feel welcome and 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 yeah Vicky was certainly one of those so what you're basically saying is your entire career and your success as England player and captain is entirely down to Vicky McQueen well absolutely honestly you you heard it here first on the uh, inaugural Diddy Robbie podcast there you are 
<laughs> I think it was mostly to do that she was really friendly too. No, I do remember you coming in since and just remembering that, you know, but you could just see the class, like, as soon as she walked on the field for the first time, yeah, she was always going to be something really special and she certainly is and, and certainly um, made that progression straight through the ranks and then to where she is now. What what attracted you to say, do you know what, um, it, not only is you know, my friend and my teammate asked me to get involved in, in this project, but... What made you feel that it was just one of those irresistible projects that you, you had to get involved with? I think um, the nature of what uh, Maca was trying to do in terms of like bring sport to to young people and from a young age, because obviously some people don't necessarily always have um, the opportunity or um, the access to to, um, to to be involved, to be physically physically active. And I think for me, knowing what I've got out of sport and what I've seen in sport and what I've seen from young people in sport. It was just, I think, a fundamental part of what I believe in that children should sort of have access to from an early age. And it, it, for me, doing it through rugby, as we've spoken about, is fantastic because it's a sport that I love, I've grown up with, and like you both think it's the best team sport in the world. Um, but it's it, it could be anything. But for me, because it was rugby, it made it even more special. And what she was in, trying to install, it wasn't about getting little Johnny to be the best rugby player at the age of four years old. It was about installing fundamental skills that will help them in life beyond. They, they might not be a rugby player long term um, when they grow up, or they might not be an international player. But actually, what it installs in them about like movement abilities, the coordination, catch pass, like whatever that might be. That and probably the the social benefits of interacting with children and the health and well being. Everything that sort of encapsulated what um, Maca wanted to do with this. It, I felt really strongly about and about what I feel like young children should have the opportunity and benefit from. Um, for for the, the the long term and for for them growing up and and being the the adults and the future generation that that we will will have and, and that massive importance to to have fun while you're doing that so so as children you might not well you you probably won't know sort of three four five six years of age the the physical and sort of mental benefits that that are coming you just realise that you're having fun and from from your experience and what you've seen I know you've been been involved in uh, in one of the conferences with 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 all the coaches and what have you from your experience of, of Diddy Rugby and being in and around it what what kind of environment is is created at these uh, at, at these classes these lessons but also as an organisation as a whole I've obviously uh, worked and chatted with with Maca quite a lot but when I went to to the conference and saw all the sort of um, franchise leads and the enthusiasm that they have um, that is the same as and vision that um, Vicky has is, is like so evident to, to see you walk in you can hear them discussing and sharing ideas and how they want to promote and how they believe in all the the, the things that, that Vicky wants to get out of this and you can see that they're all joined up, they're all aligned about what the benefits are and how important it is for, for young children and, you know, if thinking that, that this is like widespread across the country and into parts of the world, you know, it's if you've got the same natured people trying to deliver this, like, actually, like, the 
people, young people are in, in very, in very good hands. That's awesome to hear that, Santa, because it was so, so great to have you at the conference last year. Um, and everybody was just in awe of you and what you were talking about, leadership and, and values. But it's so nice to hear you say that that buzz and that, that creativity and that element of um, camaraderie and teamwork amongst the franchisees was really evident to you just when you walked through the door. Because for me, the values driven this you know this company it's more of a family you know Diddy Rugby is a family and it is just all the coaches coming together sharing ideas on a level playing field and everybody having the same true values at heart and that's just music to my ears to hear you say that that's wonderful you can um you can quite clearly see that obviously your vision your drive um it is definitely influenced um down the chain and and I guess um like you're not gonna take franchise on without having the values that that hold really true to to you and it it was yeah it's it's really really evident to see and then you see things like on social media that how they interact with one another and they're sharing those values they're sharing um what diddy rugby is all about even though i guess they're they're sort of a competitors as what but they're they're all working to one which doesn't surprise me because we go back to rugby and what rugby is all about and how those values are, uh, are really important for, for everyone, not just um, not just the, the well-being, the fitness, but the social benefits as well. Just a couple more questions from, from the nearest member of the uh, the family, the sort of black sheep cousin member of the family over here. Um, oh, funny. <laughs> um, so in your career, and you may well be able to, to name one or two, but just the influences of, of coaches and, and how much influence they can they can have on you not only physically but but mentally and and, and outside the, the the game as well which obviously is 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 absolute sort of key to what Diddy rugby is trying to do oh do you know what we could probably just do a podcast in itself around um, the coaches <laughs> and um the influence they've they've had on me because I, I genuinely can say every coach i've had on me has had uh impact and had played a such a huge part of who I am, how I've become, um, the player I am, the person I am, um, and that's how significant coaches can be in in young people's lives and into in into adulthood. But if I if I do think back right to to the start, I think, and we're talking about um, young children as well and the influence that people can have on there. I think back to to my first coach in, in Mick Hogan, who who's now pretty important at Newcastle Falcons. But he was brilliant. Like, um, he, I just remember the fact, like, as we've spoken about, about how fun it was, how interactive. And I think also, more importantly, at the time, not many girls played rugby at all. So actually, for him, it didn't matter. He was inclusive. He didn't treat me like anyone else, which made me think, well, actually, there's no reason why I can't play rugby. So, he was he was probably fundamental to why I actually went home and told mum and dad I played this really weird sport with this like funny shaped ball, but I absolutely loved it, and why I wanted to go and play outside of school and that's how. So he he was probably really fundamental to to why um, I I kept playing the game, uh, and then a, another coach who was was pretty important in how I then went from being like sort of a good age grade player into taking that step onto the England 
um, sort of pathway. And without him, I, I'm not sure I would have would have made it. And that was um, was Graham Cooper at my club at Nova Castrians. And you probably know that I was a centre. Got told I was never going to make it as a centre because of Rachel Burford was like so nice. obviously very wise. Speaking of, not now. Like it would be a crash centre. Like could you imagine? Scars wouldn't be happy. She'd never get the ball. Um, <laughs> or it'd be like a M one every time. So I wouldn't really do anything. Um, and I got told I could play. I had to play back row, and he really mentored me and really helped me learn what a back row played, how what the game was, um, helped me become fitter to be able to play it, really invested time into me. He was also the coach of the men's team, so he allowed me to go and train with the men's team and be involved and, and really pushed me and drove me to actually say, you've got all the, the fundamental skills, we just need to make you into a back row player. And he probably spent two years doing that um, and I think without him, then like I probably wouldn't have kicked on. Uh, just one more question from from me. As I say, you you've been there from the start, and we're very very clear your your passion and drive to to help youngsters and give them the kind of start that um, you you've been did you know, depicting that this morning with you no know, about your um, unbelievably selfless act of, of school meals at your your primary school that that you went to and uh, your niece isn't it or your niece goes yeah. to yeah your niece goes to yeah huge kudos for for that unbelievable stuff sum up diddy rugby in three words for us oh wow that's tough do you want five um, do you want five instead i'm not sure i need i need a little moment to think about it four and um, a half <laughs> it's not normally a, like crumble under pressure i just don't want to get it wrong wow <laughs> We finally got her. We finally no, got Mrs. Unflappable. Yes. <laughs> too, many, too much to say in three words, sons. You can't sum it up because it's too much. Fun, inclusive family. Brilliant. Fantastic. I'm just absolutely thrilled to have you on, sons. I mean, just personally, um, from me, you know, it's, it, you're a great friend and, and it's great to have you involved. But I just think for, for me, it's just summed up today speaking to you how how your values are so in line with Diddy Rugby, which I knew anyway. Um, but yeah, if you, um, I mean, if you could change one thing um, for a child's future through Diddy Rugby, what would it be? What would you change? How- great question. Um, it's just that accessibility, I think. Um, if people, children could have access to a program like Diddy Rugby, I think it could be could be huge. It could be huge as part of their their life um, and and where it can take them um, in the future. Um, but I think more importantly, just the the impact it has on their well being from a, a both a mental and physical aspect and I think not enough children have access to, to something like Diddy Rugby from, from a young age. Um and I think it I think it will really shape the the children that are involved in the programme. That's brilliant. Thank you so much for being here, Santa, and I just can't wait to see you down at another session and hopefully at our next conference soon. Yeah. No, and it's great. Um, I see Alex Matthews, and we're, we're all trying to support Alex and um, get start up her her um, franchise and stuff. So it's great to see that she she's taken that on. What watch those sons that 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 Matthews? Honestly, she's involved in Diddy Rugby like you. She's trying to get your place in the back row. Watch out! <laughs> she's going to take it all <laughs> from you. God. 
Exactly. You've got to watch that, Alex. What a girl. No, she's great. So, so thank you so much for joining us. Um, real, real. Look, it, it, it's, as you know, always a privilege and a, and a real treat, I find, to, to speak to you. Um, thank you so much for, for being so generous with your time. And from the wider rugby public, thank you so much for, for everything you do. And from Diddy Rugby, thank you very much indeed. No problem. Pleasure and honour to be on the first Diddy Rugby podcast. Hi, I'm Jordan Murphy, and you're listening to the Diddy Rugby pod. Vic's absolute treat to have Sarah Hunter, the England captain, on our inaugural podcast. Uh, she's a pleasure and a delight to speak to, isn't she? And uh, understand why uh, she's one of those people who you wanted to, to, to get involved with Diddy Rugby. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's she's an absolute, you know, she's just an absolute dream. She's an amazing person, um, an amazing ambassador for Diddy, just because her values are so in line with Diddy. You know, it's all about creating fun, confident environment for, for children, getting kids active and all those things, you know, even five years ago when I first asked her to be, you know, she was literally the first Diddy ambassador. Um, she was just so in line with exactly my thinking. So, you know, for her to be on the first podcast is just awesome. Um, and I'd see her, you know, a big future with some involved in, in Diddy Rugby as we move forward. Yes, there's something quite nice and circular about that, isn't it? The fact that she was your first ambassador and, and all the rest of it. She's on the first podcast, but uh, no, she speaks incredibly passionate um, about what you've uh, you've created. Um, so yeah, thank you so much to the uh, to the England captain for 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 allowing us so much of her time. I love City Rugby because I get to run around with my friends. I love City Rugby. I love to be a team and make new friends. Well, let's hear from another member of the Diddy Rugby family now. It's six-year-old Jessica, and Jessica's been at Diddy Rugby in Leicester for many, many years now, and she wants to come on and tell us just how much fun and how much she loves Diddy Rugby. Jessica, a very, very warm welcome to the Diddy Rugby pod. Could you give us your full name and where you've been doing your Diddy Rugby so far. And, oh, indeed, your age as well, please. My name is Jessica Grace Billings, and my age is six, and... What rugby club do you go to, or, or where where do you go to do your... Or, Hinkley. You go to Hinkley. Club. Okay, mm-hmm. very, very good. And when you get to Diddy Rugby, what, mm-hmm. what do you have to wear? Do you have to wear special equipment? Do you have to wear boots and things like that? I've got a Diddy Rugby kit. Have you? Have you got the red one and the yellow one or the black one? I've got the red and white one and I've got the black and yellow one. Wow. And do you wear wear gloves or boots or anything like that? And trainers, yeah. Trainers, nice. And when you get to Diddy Rugby, what what do you do? Um, We kind of play games. Oh, really? What kind of games do you play? Um, stuck in the mud. And what else? Uh, That's only my favourite game of all time. Bulldog. Bulldog. Um, and score lots of tries. And you score lots of tries. What do you shout when you score a try, Jessica? Try time. Brilliant. And do you, when you play bulldog, do you, is that with an actual dog? <laughs> no, we just try to get past the... Um, adults and then if you get tagged by the adults you're with the adults i see i was just going to say i'd like to play that game but i've got vizzlers so i wouldn't be able to play because uh 
if it's only bulldogs. But that's good. It's uh, it's it's humans that play the game. That's great. Mm-hmm. And have you got a favourite coach? Yes. Who's that? Vicky. What, Vicky McQueen, the lady on the screen now? Yes, and who else? Ellen Cameron. Ellen. Oh, she plays Worcester, doesn't she, in England in the 20s? Yep. Wow. And what's what's your favourite game that you play at Diddy Rugby, Jessica? Um, Scoring lots of tries, that's my favourite game. That's your favourite bit. Fair enough. It's what people do. And if we did a, a, a scale... Of yeah. one to a gazillion, how mm-hmm. much how much fun do you have at Diddy Rugby? Um, a gazillion, a million, a million, yay! A million <laughs> fun points for Diddy Rugby. And do you do you watch rugby yourself when possibly the the England women are playing? Or yeah, I sometimes watch the girls with my mummy. Um. I we went on the trains to watching England. Really, and who was your, who? Did you did you have a favourite player? Did you see someone you thought, oh, they're a good player? I might might like to be them when I'm old, yeah. growing up. Who's mm-hmm. that? Sarah Hunter, Emily Scarlett, and Heather Fisher. Wow, great stuff! And are, are you going to carry on playing rugby, Jessica? A lot of times in the garden, probably. Okay, yeah, in the lockdown period. And then, say, imagine, and it, it's quite difficult at the moment, and I know that, the coronavirus has gone away and everyone's got a vaccine and we're back at the rugby clubs and going out and playing sport and all those kind of fun things you like to do. Are you going to carry on playing rugby? Yeah, I'll carry on. I'll go parks and stuff. Yeah. I'll go to Higby Rugby Club and play... Tag, Jessica, my final question to you before we ask, the, I, what was that? You allowed us one question for mummy, didn't you? Um, my, <laughs> my, my my final question for you, and it might be a little bit of an adult question, but do you think that playing Diddy Rugby and, and getting your red shirt on and, and playing Spaniel, oh no, sorry, it was called the Bulldog, playing those kind of games um, has set you up really, really nicely to, to play other team sports and as you carry on getting older and older? Yeah, well, I understand rugby now. Yeah, you understand yeah. rugby. And and, mm-hmm. and do you understand getting on, getting along with other teammates and things and having to work with other people? Yeah. Great stuff. And if you had a message for any children who thought, do you know what, I, I might give Diddy Rugby a try, what, what would you say to them? Do it. Do it. Do it. Do I like it. that, Jessica. Why would they do it? Why do they need to do it? What's what's best about Diddy Rugby? Because it's lots of fun. Diddy Rugby's lots of fun. Lucy, um, if we can just bring Brie and Jessica, you've been yeah. an absolute superstar. We'll just chat to you in a, in a second. Lucy, we just bring bring you in. Specifically, what, what have you seen Jessica gain from attending Diddy Rugby? So I feel it's made her the confident six-year-old she is today because when I was this age, I was never as confident as Jessica. As much as I love sport, I was never confident like Jessica is. Um, so she takes the confidence with her into school as well. Um, so the past few parents' evenings we've had, the teachers have always commented on how she's a leader at school, she's a good helper, and how extremely good at sports she is. All sports, she's the first first ready to get to do PE, um, She's made loads of friends at school and this is all 
gaining the confidence that Diddy Rugby gives her. Brilliant. Oh, what a wonderful success story uh, that is. The thing I was going to, going to ask was, obviously, you know, we're in these uncertain times and what have you, with the with COVID and what have you, Diddy Rugby, from, from the outside, just seemed to sort of just carry on seamlessly. Would, would, would that be your opinion as a, as a parent as well? Yeah, it's been fantastic that Vicky set the Zoom sessions up, um, obviously for all the sessions in the week as well. We log in every week to do the Zoom session, uh, session sorry, um, and they're perfect for Jessica to burn that energy off on a Saturday morning. And it's really important to keep Jessica involved in Diddy Rugby in these hard times. And obviously Vicky and all the other Diddy Rugby coaches have been and they continue to do an amazing job with what we're obviously going through at, the t- at this moment in time. Brilliant. And, and can you tell when she's been to a Diddy Rugby session, is she absolutely buzzing off the back of it? Yeah, definitely. She doesn't stop talking about it. All the friends she makes at the sessions as well. Obviously, when she was only young starting it, 15 months old, it totally worn her out. So it was nice that she had a nice sleep afterwards. <laughs> but, um, but now, obviously, she's a lot older. She's obviously buzzing, wants to continue doing it in the garden or at the park when we get home, practising her skills. How cool is it? How cool do you feel that you were the youngest ever Diddy Rugby player? Is that good? Cool. Is it really cool? How does that make you feel? The best. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for joining us. You've been an absolute superstar. What what a, an articulate young lady you are and clearly incredibly passionate about your about your sport and about your Diddy Rugby. And it's so lovely to hear how much effect it has had on you in a positive way in, in the entirety of your life. So thank you very much um, to you, Jessica, uh, and to you, Lucy, um, for joining us on, on this, our, our first ever Diddy Rugby podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Johnny. Hi, I'm Marie Chaston. I run Diddy Rugby Nottingham, and you are listening to Diddy Rugby Pod. It's our pleasure to have a lovely lady on the pod today called Sally Nash. And Sally has been bringing her son, Tommy, to Diddy Rugby at Reading. Uh, He's been coming for a long time. Um, They've got a great story to tell, and Tommy absolutely loves his Diddy Rugby coaches. Um, So it's a pleasure to introduce you, Sally. Sally, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, how are you in uh, in lockdown, Mark? Two? Uh, yeah, no, we're okay. Um, it doesn't seem too bad for us. Great. And is Tom, Tommy missing his uh, his rugby and his sports in this sort of slightly lockdown period we're in? Yeah, yeah. He he was quite grumpy on Sunday that rugby wasn't on, so uh, we went over the local field and uh, kicked the ball around. So we still got him out and about. But uh, yeah, he's definitely missing it. Well, look, that's obviously what we're uh, we're, we're we're talking to you today about is. Uh, is your son Tommy? Um, and so what's now? Well, he's six now. Is that my understanding right? Yep. Yeah, he was six in May. Six in May. So when did he first become involved in 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 Diddy Rugby? Um, it was a good couple of years ago. Now um, he we noticed at home. Um, it was actually his brother's rugby club at Aldermaston that he um, they were setting up this uh, Diddy Rugby group. We gave it a go and made some inquiries. Um, and yeah, we went for a taster session, which was really good for us to, to have a taster session. Um, and he yeah took to it quite quickly. What what had he done, sort of sporting wise, and in particular, kind of possibly even sort of team sport wise, but before having that taster session, he had done nothing actually. Um, Tommy has hypermobility syndrome, which is um, so it means his muscles and ligaments are more flexible than your average person. 
um, and which in many cases is fine, but as he has the syndrome side of it, he gets uh, fatigue, a lot of pain. His hurt, he can sprain and dislocate joints quite easily. So, and he has a lot of coordination issues with that. So, we kind of kept him back a little bit from sports for kind of some obvious reasons. Um, and he was diagnosed not that long actually before starting DD. And they said that obviously some you know good form of exercise would be really beneficial for him. But yeah, so he just had some exercises from his physio really that we were doing at home with him and kind of struggling because he didn't really enjoy doing them. So getting him out to Diddy was really, really good for him. And how did you, uh, as as his parents, but but also he himself, how did he find that 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 first session? I mean, I guess it was good because he's, he's carried on for another couple of years. Yeah, well, but you know what I mean? Session, yeah. he, he spent most of that first session either holding on to, I think, my trouser leg or his sister. Me, my partner and his big sister went, big family gathering. Um, and we kind of took it in turns to kind of get involved and help, which was also a really good thing that, we, we were allowed to do so. Um, again, a lot of clubs are kind of behind closed doors. A lot of parents kind of behind the door on the sidelines. You know, we were encouraged to get involved, to get him involved, um, which was really good. Just, you know, got involved with him. Um, and it, it took a couple of sessions, but he really soon started to come out of his shell and, and, and enjoy it. So he, he wanted to go back for the second week. So that was always a good sign. You, you mentioned his, his hypermobility syndrome there. What are the, the, the challenges then? Because from, from the outset, I'm thinking, well, you, rugby and, and sort of exercise like that and, and the, the, you know, the increased risk of spraining and, and what have you wouldn't really fit. But, but clearly it does. Yeah, well, we, we found quite quickly, actually, once he started to do that, for some reason, if he was holding the rugby ball and running, he kind of didn't fall over so much. I, d- I don't know if there's any kind of science behind that, but he just kind of would run it a bit better. Um, obviously, with coordination problems, obviously the, the skill training really helped develop that for him. Um, and just, yeah, but it was just the fact that he was able to do it at his own pace. So if he wanted to walk, he could. If he wanted to run, he could. Um, it wasn't all running-based. Um, so he, he kind of didn't stand out so much because a lot of it's kind of standing still passing the ball around things like that so it was you know, very much done at his level it was really um, comforting early on um, in early emails with Donna who does the, the he was doing his sessions that um, she mentioned that it was tailored to the individual child so obviously if he was struggling with certain areas she could you know kind of you know skill it up or down for him so that was really helpful um, with things like um, obviously spraining and that, it was just kind of you know seeing how he went really. Um, he did spend a lot of time on the floor. I'm not going to lie, but he you know he got better. He, you know, and, and as the weeks went on and his confidence grew, he you know finished off two years later. You know, pretty much catching, running, you know, doing all the things he should have been doing. So it was really really good. I mean, he still does still struggle. Don't get me wrong, but. Um, his coordination is a lot, lot better than it used to be. You, you, you say that because I, I, this, this fascinates me, and it, and it's we we don't deal with 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 the mental side of, of of human beings knowing near as much as as we should, and I suspect that that's in the forefront of your mind when 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 you're dealing with Tommy and and just being as you said, sort of at his own pace, and actually he fitted in. Yeah, you know, we talk about rugby being incredibly inclusive. But just just what mental gains have, have you seen in, in, in him with, with that framework and that, that family and that sort of big hug that Diddy Rugby provides? He's not one for big hugs and sort of, you know, con- physical contact. 
But within a few weeks, he was trying to, you know, muscle his way and sit right next to the coach. You know, he wanted to be sat there and giving people high fives. The guys that open up the club in the morning, he would walk in with his head down and not even look at them. And then he was, hi, I'm here. And, you know, giving it, and he still does now, high five them and stuff. Um, And just things like that. But in terms of feeling like he belonged, you know, he... You didn't notice that he couldn't catch as well as the others or, you know, couldn't keep up. It was, you know, done in a really good way, um, which gave him, obviously, confidence. It, you know, gave him, you know, bigger self-esteem. He loved going to Diddy. If it was ever cancelled or we couldn't go for whatever reason, he was quite poorly for a little while um, with some additional issues that he had going on. Um, so he did miss quite a bit, but he, you know, he would be really annoyed if he couldn't go. So <laughs> that's always a good thing, isn't it? And they, you know, they don't, you know, that they can't go to their club. Sally, it's so lovely to hear, um, you, you know, you talking about Tommy. Um, you know, it was a pleasure to come down to Reading and I saw Tommy that day and, and got involved in the sessions and his confidence was really shining through and I couldn't believe almost that what, he, what, I'd, what I'd been told about Tommy and his journey because he, for me, he was just a, you know, absolutely in the moment, loving his rugby. Um, so it's really nice for me to hear that history and, and see the impact that Diddy Rugby's had on him. It's, it's a pleasure to hear. But yeah, no, he... He genuinely just loved getting involved and his confidence grew so much. And they even noticed at school he was being a lot more kind of confident with people. He still has moments like, well, I can be in a supermarket and, you know, somebody will say, oh, hello, like this, and he'll hide behind me. He's like, no, I don't know you, you know. But if he sees any of, you know, any of the coaches at Diddy, he'd run over to him and, you know, love him. So it's it's really good. It's such a, such a good family-based Vix has had me in, uh, get, getting quite emotional talking about her daddy earlier on in the uh, in, in the podcast, and I yeah feel myself getting quite emotional again. The the, the impact that you know what what a lot of us take for incredibly for for, for granted, but the, the the impact that it can can have you know, with him mentally and physically. What's the next step for for Tommy on it on his rugby slash team sport journey then? So he's now progressed to Aldermaston AFC. Um, oh, sorry, RFC. Get trouble now. Um, <laughs> the minis, they're only wow. a very small group and they're trying to um, up their numbers. So it's really nice to see him be part of that. Um, so he's had a couple of sessions, uh, as, as he calls it, big boy rugby. Um, and yeah, he's he's really enjoying it. It's quite sweet, actually, because some of the, they've got like a really mixed bunch. They've got some like older, older guys there. And they'll all be kind of, you know, running with the ball. And you still hear him shout, try time. Is there? And the others are sort of looking at him to say, it's just a try. He's like, no, it's try time. So... <laughs> Oh, that's, that's always a nice one. Music for my ears, Sally. No, it's, it's just wonderful to hear how he's interacted. I mean, do you believe um, sort of the friendships that he's gained from Diddy Rugby have really supported his, his development as well? Yeah, there's um, there's a few of them that have sort of gone up with him. Um, so that's quite nice. And, and actually, on that first session, he was quite nervous and he saw one of the one of the lads and he was like, ah, oh, they're there. And that just changed his mood totally. So that's really nice. We often do posts um, like little videos of him doing things so uh, you know keep in touch with his coaches and Brilliant. you know I know I know um he has lots of lots of love for for Donna and Caitlin and Joe and, and Craig so uh yeah I lo- like to keep him in touch I think I'd get in trouble if I didn't. Just wanted to finish so I'm conscious of your time and we're taking it out of your your working day um just just wanted to sort of finish up with with, with this question so did you think two, three, even four years ago that, that Tommy would be where he is, not only with, with playing team sports and in particular rugby, but, but he, him as a as a person and what he's gained from, from being involved in, in sport. So two years ago, even when he first went to the, I just thought, I'll oh, we'll see how it goes. I don't, you know, 
hoped it would go, you know, well and he'd enjoy it, but didn't really think it would have too much of an impact on him, to be honest. It was more for us to get him out and do something with him in a club sort of form. And yeah, it's it's been an amazing journey for him. So I can't I can't really sort of think of a time before Diddy, to be fair. But it was a really good kind of foundation for him to work on and you know, gave him he's given him some definite skills for life. Oh Sally, that's um yeah, genuinely quite, quite, uh, quite emotional about your 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 story. I'm just so, so pleased that you've been able to, you know, you felt um, you could share it with us here on the on the pod and, and therefore everyone else uh, in the world. So look, a huge huge thanks for for having the the, the bravery to to come on and, and and talk about it. And um, who knows, I live only just down the road, so perhaps one day I'll come up and come up and see you see see you and Tommy and uh, and see him scoring his try tries thank you so much sally from from vicky just you know it's just wonderful to hear the stories and and awesome to hear you know a real success story coming out of diddy rugby reading great stuff sally thanks thanks so much for your time and your honesty today you're welcome thanks for having me on i love diddy rugby i love to be a team and make new friends i love diddy rugby because i get to run around with my friends well, that's about it, Vix, for our first episode. It's been brilliant. I've thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. What a what a great mix of guests we've had. We've, we've had it all, haven't we? We've had uh, your key ambassador. The lady's been there from the start, Sarah Hunter, and uh, and Sally and Tommy and Jessica telling us their, their stories. It's uh, Have you enjoyed it? I've absolutely loved it, Johnny. I thought I would, but it's just so nice to hear it, you know, everyone's stories and just, you know, bringing it all together and how relatable everything is to each other in Diddy Rugby. It's just, it's just so good to hear. And I really feel that we've made so much progress in the last couple of years in, in really changing people's lives. And that's the way I feel that we're, we're going and I want to do more of it. So it's really exciting. So thank you. It's been great. Yeah, and I, and I think that the, the, the podcast medium is such a good way of doing that because I suspect you, know, you, you have your annual conferences with your, your parents, whatever, but you know, th- this podcast can be listened to by by the, the, the players, the five, six-year-olds if they wanted to, or, or the parents as well. And I guess you you get on a on a, you know, a weekday when you do your sessions or a weekend or whatever, you don't get that much time to, to talk to the parents and, and hear possibly some of their backstory and why they, they chose Diddy Rugby. So, uh, yeah, it must be really, really revealing for you and, uh, and enlightening for, for you as well to yeah, get some sort of feedback back so um, all right, so. it's been lovely chat time to reflect and I think that's what the podcast is really going to you know enable me to do and really you know those key stories and those you know really good um, people that we've, we've got on board it's just a great time for me to reflect and actually you know delve deep into the, the deeper into those moments yeah absolutely we'll see our, our massive thanks to uh, Sarah Hunter England captain MBE to Sally and Tommy, to Jessica as well. Coming up in the next couple of episodes, we're coming out to uh, to monthly. We're going to have Alex Matthews, who's just about to start up a Diddy Rugby franchise in Worcester. Jordan Murphy, the former Leicester boss. He's also a Diddy Rugby ambassador. We're going to hear from more of the Diddy Rugby family, more of you coaches, more of you parents who've got a story to tell, but also, and possibly most importantly, from some of the, the players, some of the kids themselves, and, and tell us what they love about Diddy Rugby. So, Vix, if uh, people want to get uh, in touch, want to get in, communicate with us, where are we coming at them from? So, to contact us, guys, our website is www.diddyrugby.com or email us diddyrugbypod at diddyrugby.com. We're also on Twitter at diddy underscore rugby one 
And you can also follow me at Vixter15. And as it's our first inaugural podcast here on Denny Rugby Pod, uh, and it's coming up to that time of the year as well, we just thought we'd uh, we'd just share a bit of love around the world. The, lo- the world needs a bit of love, doesn't it, at the moment? Fix, uh, what have you got for the Diddy Rugby family, whether they be present or future or indeed past? We would just love to offer them something for one, for just being here and listening into the Diddy Rugby pod, and two, just for just for the love. So if you can leave us a review of this podcast um, and leave your full name, we will send you a discount code so that you can access our Diddy Rugby shop, all our merchandise, books and balls and bags and bottles, all great for Christmas presents um, for your little ones. So if you just literally leave a review, leave your full name or contact us through any of the social media mediums, uh, we will get a discount code out to you to use in the shop. Yeah, brilliant. So leave us a review. We are going to be coming at you from all the normal podcast places from Acast, Amazon Prime Music on there as well. Uh, Acast, uh, iTunes as well. So yeah, leave a review on iTunes, then just let us know on social media that you've done that and we will uh, get in contact with a code. Yeah, it's not just stuff for the kids there as well. There's adult bits and pieces as well. So yes, there's loads and loads of merchandise to, to get involved. Fidget spinners caught my eye in particular. They can waste... Hey, brilliant. I love playing with them. They can waste years of your life, honestly. Great stuff. <laughs> Vicky, it's been an absolute pleasure to uh, be at the sidecar for this uh, first podcast. We will see you next month. See you soon, Johnny. Looking forward to it already.